0: Welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. From piecing to quilting and everything in between, this podcast brings you tips and techniques from the experts and fun stories from quilters just like you. Hey everyone and welcome to the Quilter Circle Podcast. I'm Ashley Huff and today our guest is Amanda Niederhauser. So Amanda, thanks for being here. Hi, I'm super
1: excited to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, Well, let's see. I am, first of all, a mom. I have three kids. We live in Southern California. I have Mm -hmm. a husband too. Um, Sometimes he acts like one of the kids. (laughs) um, So we live here and I have been sewing my whole life and quilting for about 23 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a cat. His name is Mufasa. You'll see him (laughs) a lot on Instagram. Uh, I... I'm an enthusiastic person. I love creating, I love the creative process. Um, I love being outside, I love going to the beach. I love being with my family. Perfect, perfect.
0: Well, I love all of that and we're definitely gonna like delve more into all of those things, but I think the first thing I always like to start off asking people is how long you've been quilting
1: and who taught you how to quilt? That is a great question. So like I said, I grew up with a mom who sewed all of our clothes. I'm a child of the Mm -hmm. 70s. So if you're from the 70s, chances are your mom sewed your clothes too, which I love. Mm -hmm. So I grew up playing in the buttons and with the zippers and the extra fabric. Um, Those were kind of toys. While she sat and sewed, we sat and played. And Mm -hmm. so I started sewing a little bit. And then in junior high, I, I could sew shorts and you know, bags and just kind of teenager sewing stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I graduated from college and my husband and I moved to Washington, D.C. I got a job working for a member of Congress. I was a political science major. So super excited. Oh, wow. Okay. uh, Utah, where I was going to school, to Washington, Um, Mm D.C. And to like, to live my dream, to work on Capitol Hill. So that was super fun and has nothing to do with quilting, but here it comes. Um, So one of my, I had a lot of good friends. It was a fun place to live because there were so many couples and young professionals in my same situation. We didn't have kids. We were all working and it was a fun environment. So one of my friends, I went over to her house one day and I was like, what are you doing? She's like, look what I'm making. And she was piecing together a darling quilt. And I was like, oh my goodness, I want in on this. This is the cutest thing. How how do I start? Where do I begin? Sign me up. So she's like, well, here's the book I'm using. And it was kind of a basic baby quilt book, which was a great place to start. And um, we lived in Arlington, Virginia. So there were a lot of quilt shops near. And in fact, a quarter mile from my house was this amazing fabric store called G Street Fabrics. And it was huge and amazing. And it was, I could literally walk there if I wanted. So I bought the book and I bought some fabric. And I I mean, I knew how to sew. So, and I could read directions. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of started in and I made one quilt top and I was like, oh, this is fun. Let's try the next pattern. Let's get some more fabric and another and another. And all my first quilts were, if you guys remember, if you're sewing back then, they were all these brights brights were kind of really popular and they all had cats on them. So I would find a cat theme fabric and then I'd find all these fun coordinating prints and I sewed all these baby quilt tops. So I didn't quite know how to finish the process of quilting. My machine wasn't that great of machine quilting. So I would send all my quilt tops. This was kind of before long arm quilting before I even knew what that was. So I'd send Uh them to my mother-in-law who hand quilted. And so I would make her hand quilt all these little baby quilts that I was making and learning how to quilt on. So I have a stack of these cute, bright cat quilts that have been hand quilted. And my children have used them as, um, you know, as I started having children, I mm-hmm. had these quilts. So that's kind of where I started. There was no real internet. There was no online shopping, no right. YouTube. It was kind of find a book, try it out and Just keep going, and I and I just loved it. I loved the process, and I just wanted more. It just fed and started this addiction of okay, now the next quilt and the next one, and where's more fabric, and it just has not stopped since then. And that was good. Good. That was like twenty three years ago. So well, perfect. I love it. Well, I have to ask.
0: So you you mentioned your cat now, Mufasa. Did you have cats back then, or why? Why was it the cat theme?
1: (laughs) Was I (laughs) love? Okay, I grew up. In a family that we had cats. My mom's an animal lover. I am an animal lover. I love cats. Mm-hmm. So we did. We had Toonsis, this amazing black cat. Black cat Toonsis the garden cat, if you remember. I'm dating myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we had this really big black cat. We got him right when we got married. He was our honeymoon kitten. And we moved him to D.C. with us. And um, we had him for 19 years. And he, oh, wow. he was a great sewing companion like Mufasa is. So now we oh, have Mufasa who is a Bengal and he's super spoiled. He's five years old and he mm-hmm. just loves his mother. So well. good as they should. Yeah. He loves to just be wherever I am and helping and he's always in the way. And that, that makes it <laughs> fun.
0: As I say, I don't I don't have cats. We have two dogs. <laughs> Not necessarily the best of sewing companions, but I will say they are also usually in the way yeah. <laughs> in some way or the oh, other. So good that yes, absolutely. Well, so as someone who started sewing first, because I also started sewing before I transitioned to quilting, did you find that transition difficult? I know a lot of people say, you know, they're so used to I don't know five eighths inch seam allowances or constructing garments using different techniques, and then going to something like a quarter inch seam is hard. Did you have any of that at all?
1: Um, I think just getting the seam allowance down and just having that be second nature. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked. I'm a good direction follower, so I actually found the quilting books to be much easier to follow than patterns for garments and no offense whoever writes those but I love quilting patterns they're so easy to follow and read for me um so I really liked like the transition yeah my mom she she tries to quilt bless her heart sometimes she's like can I just cut the blocks with scissors and I'm like no get out the road well, how do you even out the first cut? It's crooked because it came from the store. Every time mm-hmm. we have to go through that, uh, and then she's like, "Well, I just am going to take a bigger seam. I don't, you know, you do the quarter inch as though I'm the only one on the planet who does a quarter <laughs> inch, ooh, to her because she's yeah. so, you know, the five eight inch. She's yeah. hilarious. and then the back stitching. She's so funny. Well, you don't backstitch, right? And I'm like, me and the rest of the quilting community. <laughs> the people know we don't backstitch because again, mm-hmm. anyway, so I just get a kick out of her. You know, she tries, but it's hilarious. Yep. Like I'm the only so, one doing these things.
0: I know, I know. It's, and it's funny because there are, so I, I try to, do, I don't know where you're at. You can tell me in a second, but I try to do just an accurate quarter inch seam allowance. But then there's those people that are always saying it has to be a scant quarter inch seam allowance right? it has to be what are where are you at
1: um I I write patterns and I try 99% of the time to just if you can sew an accurate quarter inch seam it's gonna it's gonna work you have to take into account you know if how well you're pressing you know your thread your needle um so I don't love the scan I feel like it should the math works so it should work
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of pressing, because that's one thing. So my mom also is the one that taught me to sew. And then I have now taught her how to quilt. And she has a hard time pressing seams to one side because she always press things open. Yeah. Right?
1: I don't love pressing open, but sometimes it just makes things It works. Matter. Yeah. I do. I like triangles. And so I usually press all those open, which is a pain. Yeah. But I like It
0: them. is. Well, so um, you mentioned you have all of the bright... Cat themed quilts that you have uh, made from back in the day, but I'm assuming you've made quite a few more quilts since then. Yes. So, what do you do with all of your quilts?
1: That is a good question. If you, I've done some little tours of my house on Instagram just for fun mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I hang them up. I don't. I that's what I do. If I painted, I would probably have paintings hang hung, or if I drew, I would probably frame drawings, but I don't. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I hang them on my walls. So I probably, I have a lot of quilting, really big ones, um, small ones. I love to just have them around. I love making them and they bring me joy and I love the finished product. So I like, I have them everywhere. Um, And I switch them out too. So the ones on the wall, you know, seasonal, the ones on the back Mm -hmm. are seasonal, you know, so yeah. Um,
0: I, I enjoy them. Perfect. Well, I have to say, cause you've mentioned Instagram a couple times now. So if people are wanting to see your cat and see the tours and things you do, we're going to have a bio and links to all of this stuff. So you can, um, check out everything we're talking about, uh, and see all of these things for yourself as well. Next thing is, so back in the day, I used to pick these bright colored cat themed fabrics. What kind of fabrics do you gravitate towards now and why?
1: Um, I think just not as bright, but still cats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I <laughs> All cats, all the time. I am, you know, I don't, I guess I don't feel like I have a style, but people say, oh, that looks like you, but I am all over the place. I will see just fabric inspires me. So it could be mm-hmm. a nautical fabric. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to have that. It could be, you know, barnyard animals with little farm scenes. Oh, I need that. I think just, I love fabric. So um, I'm not all like neutral muted tones. I'm not all bright. I love just finding somewhere in the middle. I just love Mm -hmm. kind of coming out and new and kind of vintage feel. I do love um, kind of throwback fabrics.
0: Yeah. So do you find that you generally have at least within a certain project, you know, some solids, but one or two prints, usually maybe with a theme of some kind?
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a themey person. Um mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just always love a theme for a party, for a room, for, you know, whatever. Yeah. I love to get behind a theme. Yeah, I the- use a lot of solids. I love people who do and I love their quotes, but usually it'll be like a background or just a small part of it and that's just kind of me. But I see and we we might be exact opposites then.
0: I have a hard time I have a hard time. I, I, I love solids. If it's a tone on tone, you know, maybe I can use that too. I don't know that I've ever made one that has a theme because I'm not, I'm always afraid like, okay, I might like this <laughs> dog fabric right now, but then what if I don't like dogs? I don't know. Right. Something that I've, I've had a hard time picking themes, but I love solids. That's usually what I stick to. Yeah.
1: And that's, and they're beautiful. Like I, there's so many um, different styles and I do, I can appreciate all of them. And then you just kind of find what speaks to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of fabric, so you not only, you know, pick the fabric that you like, but you also make the ones you like, right? Yeah.
1: So I have a first, my first fabric line with Riley Blake is currently in stores and surprise, it's called Scaredy Cat. Um, (laughs) And I actually love it. Um, I've said, I've talked... I've kind of shared this on my Instagram, the story behind Scaredy Cat, but my oldest daughter, she she's an artist. She can sew, she can quilt. That's a requirement for my girls. They have to be able to sew and quilt, even if it's not their passion. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, she's an artist, she's an art major, and she had an assignment at school to create um, a cartoon with a villain in it. So she drew Scaredy Cat. She invented him. And he has gotcha. a little And there's a little comic that goes with him. Oh, that's so and when cool. I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, Ella, like we have to make, this has to be fabric. We have to do this. So um, I have been friends with Riley Blake and they've been just so supportive of, you know, things I make um, over the past few years. We've had a good relationship and I showed it to them and they liked it, which made me feel really uh-huh. good. And so now, now it's fabric. Perfect. So. That's awesome. So that's, you said that's your first fabric line. Right. And then, um, then I have a one coming out in January and it's called Mod Meow. Yeah. I know really the cat thing. I'm type already. I'm the cat girl. <laughs> this one is uh, more of a retro little throwback to maybe a mid-century design, uh-huh. um, which, I'm so excited about. I love the colors in this one. Um, so that I'm excited for that to come out. Okay. Do you know when it's coming out? Yes, it's coming out in January. So Oh perfect. um, It's officially showing at quilt market in October. Oh wow. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah.
0: So how do you because I I feel like if I'm sitting there making a quilt and again I like solids and I'm always like, oh, you know, maybe I wanted a different lighter shade of blue that I just wish they had and they didn't, and I can envision that. But how do you wrap your head around designing fabric or how, where do you start? How does that even work?
1: Um, again, it's, I'm a theme person. So it comes with like a picture of a theme. So mm-hmm. with scaredy cat, it was this like kind of funny, spooky black cat. And what might he be doing? Well, there's a bird skeleton and there's bones. Um, mm-hmm. is that kind of, you know, it's his, it goes birds, with it, right? Yeah. It's his MO, right? Let's just eat all the birds. And then mm-hmm. with the Mod Meow, it was just this like whole, like retro, vintage, mid century, which is one of my favorite design, um, I guess, eras. And it was just this idea of these black cats that are kind of mod, um, yeah. this uh cat post that looks like the retro. Kind of circly shape, but we turned it into Mm -hmm. a cat post, and then from there it was like, oh well, then we need this and this. So again, it's I'm really theme (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. So it makes sense. I like it though. But so with the
0: first one, since your daughter was the one who actually drew it, with the second one, are you still hand drawing stuff? Is it done on a computer, or how does that come together?
1: It's a great question. She was actually um, out of the country on a mission for eighteen months which led Mm -hmm. me to my own devices. Um, So I have a brother who is, he has a master's in fine art and he's also an artist. And so he helped me with the digital stuff because I'm really not a graphic designer. So I kind of Mm -hmm. like do this, you know, I was like bossing him around and then we together came up with the concept and the finish. So. Nice. I like it. Perfect. Well,
0: so when you're not designing fabric or, making quilts, uh, you're writing
1: books, Yeah, right? Yeah, well, a book. <laughs> well, that's how it all starts. <laughs> One, yes, I'm so excited. It doesn't seem real. It's been, it's such a long process that I almost can't remember what the quilts look like because it was so long ago, <laughs> but I'm so excited. It's finally coming out next month and it's called Playful Precuts, mm-hmm. and it's a quilt pattern book with 15 projects and- So projects, but-
0: All quilts or just...
1: So there's 12 large quilts and then um, three smaller projects. So the idea behind the book is Mm -hmm. I I love making quilts with 12-inch blocks. I've just noticed as I design, I always kind of, that's my home, is a 12-inch block. You can divide it by two, by three, by four, by six. So you get a lot of Mm -hmm. versatility. And so I thought, what if we do a book where all the quilts have 12 inch blocks. And then yeah. each quilt is just has a different setting. Maybe there's stars for the sashing, or maybe there's a chain element to it. And you could essentially mix the blocks around um, to, to kind of be creative or cater to your own tastes. So I wanted, like, yeah. um, I love versatility. I don't always want to just make make one quilt. And that's what it looks like. Sometimes I want to pull this sashing and I want to mix in a star block. So that's kind of how the idea came. And then each quilt is used, is created with um, pre-cuts. So fat quarters, five inch squares, 10 inch squares, and like uh, two and a half inch strips. So.
0: Perfect. I was going to ask you what draws you to pre-cuts and do you prefer that over yardage or just was it what worked best for these projects?
1: I guess it just depends for me. I love yardage, but I don't always know if I don't have a project in mind, I just end up buying yardage and I'm not sure how much or what to do with it. Yeah. So then, you know, we get a huge stash, which is a great thing. And we all love our stash, Mm -hmm. but if I'm traveling or I'm visiting a quilt shop and I'm just shopping for fabric, I'll usually buy pre-cuts because you're getting a great assortment without all the yardage. And then you can find something later to make with it pretty easily because there's so many pre-cut options. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Well, so here. how do you, so obviously you, you've designed patterns, I'm assuming that are made with yardage as well, correct? Right. Okay, so how does the, the thought process different? Because I've designed patterns, but only for yardage. And if you happen to be able to use uh pre-cut, that kind of just happens on accident. But say you have like, a bundle of fat quarters. So what a big bundle that has, you know, 20 or 40, how do you now design a quilt using just those without running into shortages? You know,
1: Um, I think it just kind of comes from experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to just do yardage and then I found that people really like either a fat quarter, a fat quarter Instructions at the very least, because that's a lot of how people shop. And we don't always want to go to the store with a big long list of $200 worth of fabric we have to buy because we don't have the right measurements in our stash. Right. So I try to do fat quarter um, measurements. So, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So I'm just now finishing a quilt that I designed because I had a stack of fat quarters. So sometimes that is my driving force. Like, okay, I have this collection. I bought the fat quarters. Now I'm going to make something with it. And I don't really have a backup option because I can't just go run to the store to buy more fabric. So it's kind of a fun um, predicament to be in because it does kind of push you as a designer. Yeah. Um, So I just, I'll design it and then I'll run the numbers and do the math before I start cutting into it. So I know it'll work. Gotcha. See, and I
0: feel now you're, you're motivating me to want to try it because I've had this, this bundle of fat quarters that I, I love all the fabrics and I love all the prints, but for me, it's very, it's, it's a lot of prints. So it's a little overwhelming, but it's like, I really want to use it on something, but I've always been like, oh, I'm just used to using yardage instead. So maybe you're going to motivate me to give it a try. We'll have to yeah, see. Yeah.
1: And I think, I think quilters, I think they appreciate the fat quarter again, just because I can go pull from my stash. Mm-hmm. I've got all fat quarters I don't have to run to the store and buy everything new.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so you say you're just finishing that up and that pattern will be out um, soon. But when you put out patterns, where where are they going? On your website or where do people get them?
1: I have an, F- an Etsy shop. So I, right now, am just selling them in there. So they usually come out in PDF first. And then um, depending on how well they do, then I'll do paper patterns. Gotcha. Perfect.
0: Awesome. Well, so kind of circling back to the very beginning, you mentioned you have kids, you have three kids, um, and you said it's a requirement for your girls to learn how to sew and quilt. So how do you have two girls and a boy? I have, I have two girls and a boy. Perfect. Um, did they show interest in sewing and quilting and does your son or how did how did you get them started with that?
1: Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, so with my, my daughter, Ella, the scaredy cat mm-hmm. designer, um, her first word was marker. I think she said, mocha, mocha. And she always just loved art. So when she was about seven, I got her into Mm cross-stitching. And she cross-stitched like a maniac for a couple years, just nonstop. She loved it. So I could tell, you know, she liked being artistic. So then we kind of got into sewing little projects, charm squares together, making tote bags, Mm -hmm. um, you know, small quilts, things like that. And she liked it. Um, it wasn't, I didn't have to force her, but then she just started drawing and more and more she, I would just find her, she would be drawing, 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 drawing. And I was like, okay, at least she knows how to do the sewing and she can, she can make a quilt if she needed to, but her love was art, which I was happy. I feel like, you know, just being creative helps the kids find, find where they belong. And then I have to tell you, Sally, she's my youngest. She's 12. And the other day, she's very driven. She's going to get a soccer scholarship for track and um, soccer. Uh She's going to go to med school. She's going to be a, like, she's got her life planned out. She's 12. She's going to have eight kids. Like, she's super motivated. And so the other day, she was kind of looking around the house. And she said, Mom, I don't think I'm going to hang quilts in my house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Why not? And I just started busting up and I'm like, well, you don't have to. I said, the reason I hang them is because I created them and, and made them. So I'm like, you probably won't be doing that. So you, you don't have to hang them up. Yeah. That's fine. That's if she thought she didn't want to
0: make any, cause she didn't want to have to hang them, but it's like, no, you can use them yeah. as a throw, you know,
1: like my mother is crazy. Like I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Well, so, and then how old is your son? My son, um, he's seventeen. Okay. So he um he's very he's not artistic in the drawing sense, but he's musical. He gotcha. is an amazing piano player. He taught himself the guitar during quarantine and um, wow. so I feel like his creativity comes through music.
0: Yeah. I was I was just gonna try and pick up some pointers, you know, because I'm teaching I have two boys, so that and that's all I have. So they're gonna have to, you know, learn how to to at least sew and quilt. But my uh, three-year-old, he will sit on my lap and he really loves to pin. So he helps me yeah. pin fabric and then he'll sit on my lap while I'm actually sewing and I'll sew up to a pin and he'll take the pin out. And we just have those magnetic pin cushions and he drops it right in there. Um, and then he, he'll watch me if I'm like marking half square triangles or something. And I put the ruler down and draw a line. And so he wants to do it. So I give him one of those little hair markers and he yeah. puts his little indentations in fabric and he marks and then oh. he measures, but everything is always two inches. That's always, always his number. It's just two inches. So. Well,
1: yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That's so cute. I think it's important to involve the kids, you know? Well, yeah,
0: for sure. And especially when it's something like, you know, you're spending a lot of your time doing it. I'm spending right. a lot of my time doing it. So he sees, you know, that's, if it was something you didn't do very often, they probably wouldn't show interest at all, but because they are exposed to it a lot, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, so what would you say to someone who's just getting started in quilting, whether they're seven or 47?
1: Oh, yes. Um, I have some advice that I kind of learned through the process. And mm-hmm. that is, it kind of gets to this topic of comparison. And it's just don't compare yourself to others. Yes. Especially in your process and your journey. And enjoy it. Like you're not, you know, we're not all quilting so we can be the best and have the best quilt pattern and the best fabric. We do it because it brings joy, and we love it, and we want to yeah. share it with other people. So I remember, as a as a new quilter, um, I decided I was going to make this pattern. And again, no internet, no YouTube, no, you know, no help. Yeah, yeah. this pattern I had in a book, and it was my first time really making. Um, sawtooth star blocks with mm-hmm. the geese, yep. And I remember, and it was back before, it was back when you cut the triangles. So you had a bias seam to deal yeah. with. It was before all this, you know, the Squares easy way. Yeah. So I had cut all these triangles and I didn't know how you line them up. Do you center the triangle? Do you line the edges of the one of the bottom? So I just guessed because it didn't say and it didn't show. And so this whole quilt I made, I still have it all the points are completely cut off completely. <laughs> I, I finished it. I quilted it. I hung it up. Um, this was like 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Like we all have our learning curve and I wanted to make that quilt cool Cause I loved, I loved the pattern and I liked how it made me feel. Yeah. So I think just be patient with yourself and we're, you're doing this for a process because you love sewing because it's therapy. It, you know, it just calms you, you yeah. love fabric. And just remember why you're doing it. I think Instagram is great. I love, love, love the quilting community. Um, as far as Instagram communities go, I think mm-hmm. the quilting one, I think we're the best. Okay. But that, <laughs> that was, you know, anyway. Um, But you can still get caught up in, Oh, look what she made or, Oh, that's so much better. Yeah. And- just um, if you find yourself doing that, just take a step back and give yourself credit, and and just be okay with who you are and what you've made, and let that be enough.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's great that you, you not only obviously are telling us about this quilt that may not be perfect, um, but that you still, and you even still have it. Like here's someone who you have been quilting for years. You design fabric, you write patterns, you sell patterns, you have written a book, like you're very accomplished. And yet you'll still be like, but look at what I've done too. And you know, you just learn from it. So I think that's, that's a great thing to share too, is that just because someone does it for a living, doesn't mean they are hundred percent perfect all the time. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So perfect. Um, well so along those same lines, uh, do you have like a along the way um in your, you know, learning of sewing or learning of quilting, a one tip or something that has stood out to you as um, oh that's great, I gotta, you know, pass that on, or just something that you now use all the time because you've learned it?
1: I think just accurate cutting and good pressing. Mm -hmm. I mean me, there's not a lot to quilting. Like I don't, I don't have a lot of gadgets. I it's you know cutting, sh- cutting shapes and putting mm-hmm. them together. Um, I think may, I have a, a Bernina. Um, I've sewn on Bernina my whole life. My mom's sewn on Bernina her whole life. My mother-in-law, like <sighs> we just and you have to oil and take care of the machine. I don't know about other brands. So I think keeping your machine running well and changing the needle often and kind of that really. Really helps, and yeah. I didn't always used to be that religious about it, but I try to be now more yeah. so. Yeah, so I think it's, that's a good tip.
0: That is a good tip. That's why That is the one machine I don't know that I've ever sewn on one ever, and I've also never had to oil a machine.
1: No, I don't think. I don't think you have to oil other machines.
0: Well, that's good to know. That means I'm not forgetting something.
1: <laughs> no, it, it would say. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, so um, be, it was it because you're you had people that you knew and saw using that machine. Is that why you picked it from the beginning or is there something else that drew you to it?
1: Yeah. I think just when you're, you know, they, they kind of, I mean, the new models are new, but the mechanics and kind of the feel are pretty, pretty much the same. So I think just being used to sewing on a brand and being raised with that, it's just natural. Yeah. It's hard to just, you don't just like, Oh, I think I'll get a new sewing machine today and try out another brand. Like, it's kind of See, like, but that's
0: a, a unique machine. position I am in because I get to do that sometimes they're not always my machines, but it's just like with a company, you get to try it out. and so I, I have used a variety of them, and I, I honestly always kind of gravitate back towards currently using a Viking machine, and that's oh, kind of been my new go-to one. just certain little things you know that you pick up that you like, you know, right. Yeah. So I think that's, and on, well, along that same lines, if someone is listening and they're thinking, I want to get into it, but I don't know what brand or what machine to buy. If you can, I know everyone's kind of still stuck at home a little bit, but trying out machines is a huge part of picking your machine. Yeah. Like if I'm you can car, do that.
1: Right? It's like buying a car.
0: Yeah. I'll test drive it. Yep. For yeah. sure. Well, so this, I'm going to circle back because we mentioned the very first quilts, you sent them to your mother-in-law to hand quilts. You're not still doing that, are you? <laughs>
1: No, she probably can't <laughs> no, so um, so I eventually got um a Bernina that had like a free motion foot um, mm-hmm. so then I would do I would quilt my own quilts, and then, as I started making more and more, I was like, i really if I have to baste another big quilt and quilt it myself, I might die so that's when I'm like, okay let's so I love having my big quilts quilted professionally. Mm-hmm. they look so good, and I yeah. I mean, I, I quilt table runners and baby quilts myself. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But I love when they come back and they look so professional. Yes. I
0: a hundred percent agree. I have just actually just yesterday finished assembling. Um, I have one of those Q zone hoop frames that I can uh-huh. use my, my regular nice. sewing machine on. So I'm going to play around on it, but like on a small one. And I know it's just going to be practice, but I have the same thing. I have a person who does all of my long-arm quilting she's done like 99% of all my quilts and it's like one of those things where you know that it's going to be amazing when you get it back. Yeah. Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like Christmas when they come in the mail. I can't wait to open it and yes. just like screw them all out over the house.
0: yeah Cuz especially like I don't even and I don't know how you are with yours, but I don't even usually provide direction on how I want it quilted. I'm just like surprise oh. me. And wow, you- brave (laughs) (laughs) she's well I mean she's never I've never not liked what she's done so I feel pretty good about it it. it's
1: good I usually have an opinion or you know like this quilt has a lot of points so I want the quilting to be softer or this quilt is really flowery I want to offset it with like a geometric that makes sense yeah
0: do you always use the same person or do you have multiple people Um, yeah I've used the same quilter um for quite a while now Perfect. How did you, cause I know this is a question that we even get asked a lot when we do other live events and things is, uh, how you find that, that quilter? How do you find who's going to quilt your quilt?
1: Um, yeah, I've just, she started following me on Instagram and then we kind of became friends. So I found her that way and she lives in Utah and I often travel to Utah. My daughter goes to school there and we have family. So I mail quilts often, but then like if the ones that I did for my book where there was like 15 projects, it was nice because I could just drive and pick them up because I was yeah. there for summer or whatever. So yeah, she's great. Her name is uh, Kayleen Perry. She's culture love 66 on Instagram. Perfect.
0: So, awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully we don't bring her you know, too much traffic that she can't, you know, get your son <laughs> first, you know, we are priority, but, um, uh, one more little question that I like to ask people is, cause you've talked a lot about, uh, different, you know, things that you've made you you gravitate towards 12 inch blocks, uh, size wise, but do you have, um, a favorite block or a favorite unit that you find you always are putting into something you design?
1: Um, you know what I get done with the quilt and I'm always like, okay, next time, no more half square triangles, like <laughs> way too many next quilt, no more. And then I'll find out, Oh, here we go again. I said, I wasn't going to do this. I think I gravitate toward half square triangles. Yeah. Um, because there's, you know, you can do so many things with them. They're mm-hmm. easy to make. I mean, yeah, they take a lot of time. Because I, I always, always go ahead. Square, I always um, square mine up, which you know some people don't, but I really I like to. But it just takes time, so I find me too. That, and that's what I was
0: just gonna say is like I feel like I never realize how many are actually in there until you're reading the instructions. You're like,
1: oh, let's make ninety six and then trim all those up. You know, yeah. But you are yeah. always happy with the finished product. Um, yeah. also I love just simple patchwork, just squares, you know, people will just post, you know, all these gorgeous quilts and then someone will post like a patchy quilt with five inch squares. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Yeah. There's something yeah. Uh, so beautiful just in square. Simplicity. Yeah. 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 I love that. Well, and,
0: and sometimes I think a lot too depends on, do you want to have an ornately pieced quilt with quilting that you know doesn't take over or do you want a simple piece quilt and then be able to do something maybe really ornate in terms of quilting yeah lots of options. yeah perfect awesome well is there anything else that you'd like to add to somebody uh to say to someone if they're listening that either you know wants to get into quilting wants to get into maybe potentially designing their own fabric line maybe has an idea for a book they want to write what is sort of your inspiration to everyone out there
1: um I think that's a good question um (laughs) I had to add in a really hard one to stump you at the end. Yes. For me, it's, I've just found this like inner drive. Mm-hmm. So I'll teach people to sew. I'll have friends that want to learn how to sew a quilt and it's kind of like they do it and we make one and then they're kind of done or they'll do it a little bit. But I don't know, there's some of us that it's just an obsession. And when you meet those fellow obsessive quilters, it's like, I've found my people. Like these people yeah. get me because the rest of the world does not understand. It's, like, <laughs> it's the funniest thing. So yeah. um, if you keep having that drive, just keep feeding it. Um, you know, you lay awake at night thinking of quilt patterns or, oh, I want to make this. Like it's just kind of consuming yeah. this whole like being creative and, and making things. So I think if you're finding that just keep going with it. And then it's just a natural progression. I, I don't for me, I couldn't just be like, Oh, I'm going to get into quilting. And now I'm going to write a book and I'm going to have fabric. It was yeah like a 20 year journey of just doing what I love and learning and growing. in it, just all the time. It's just kind of yeah. part of who I am. Perfect. Yeah. And I, I
0: agree hundred percent. There are definitely, no matter where you are, where you live, you can probably find people in your area that feel and think the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you may not be able to go out and see them right now, but we'll get
1: there. And sometimes you feel alone. Like I just, I look at my friends here and I don't really have um friends where I live, where it's like, we go to quilt shops. Like I don't have that. And I think that's why I love Instagram because I can be with yeah. people. Um, But I just remember being at quilt market in last fall and it's Mm -hmm. such a fun place to be because you're just with your, your people. Like you. Yeah. I was, I was there too. We didn't run into each other. Yeah. You can just walk up to someone and strike up a conversation because you already have something in common. And I just remember getting home and going to the store and I was like, Oh, okay. I can't just start talking to people because you know, it was like the weirdest thing. Like I miss that community and just, the friendship. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah. It
0: it is, but I, I, and I think anyone who has, and whether it's so, and maybe you're listening or for some reason you have a different hobby, but you have, there's sort of that community within every type of hobby that you can connect with somebody. So I think that that's perfect. And it's a great way to, you know, share what you like to do and learn something new every time you talk to someone new. So it's perfect. Yeah, for sure. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting with me and sharing your stories about um, your quilts and talking about your upcoming book and your upcoming fabric line. And of course, um, everyone now needs to go to your Instagram and see what Mufasa looks like.
1: <laughs> He's really cute. <laughs> I, I might
0: have. I, I, I already stalked you on your website and I saw. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank
1: you so much. This has been so fun. I've enjoyed the chat. It's fun to get to talk about um quilting because i pretty much sit at home and talk to my cat about quilting so this has been fun
0: i'm so glad and i talked to my three-year-old and i have a four-month-old so they don't really talk back no. about quilting yet but we're getting there yes for sure